Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. This is, of course, the best of the Joe Show, and we will hear on the way from the likes of the Joe Rose Show interviewing Spo. Dan Lebitard talks about pooping, and Stephen A. Smith, weed. All three of those topics kind of pull up my ear, so hang around for that. But right now, we have a little bit of headlines to get to. The University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame has announced its class of 2020, which will include footballers Jay Brophy, Philip Buchanan, and Kevin Williams. ESPN predicted how Miami will finish out the season. They have the U only losing to Florida State and Duke, giving them a final record of 8-4. and four. The Canes play Virginia Tech Saturday at 3.30. The Steelers destroyed the Bengals 27-3 last night. The Dolphins have an open date Sunday. Then October 13th, the Finns will play Washington here in MIA. Major League Baseball's postseason begins tonight with the National League wildcard game featuring the Nats and the Brewers at 8. James Johnson will miss the start of heat training camp due to failing conditioning requirements. Once he physically meets and maintains what is asked of him, he will then be allowed to rejoin the team. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> Italian TV chef Carmelo Chiamanti has been arrested when his apartment was raided and police found marijuana-infused foods and Indian hemp. Chiamanti says he was just researching new flavors. Really? Who ever heard of someone in the restaurant industry doing drugs? Tink, a female cougar, recently escaped from the Independence Kansas Zoo. Luckily, hours later, she was found and returned to her habitat. It is believed Tink escaped in an attempt to find a younger, studly cougar. An Elvis lookalike recently stole a woman's fake private part from a New Zealand sex shop. Okay, I'm not even touching that one. I'll just say, always happy endings in the day spa. Ah. <sighs> Now on the weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for rain with temperatures around 80. Oh, you know I love that basketball. None better than the heat. Well, the Pelicans, too. I love the Pelicans. I love the heat. And I love Spo. He's always great. Yesterday, they held media days, practice, warm-ups, everything about to begin, preseason, then the season. It's going to be a great one with Jimmy Butler and the crew. Joe Rose and the guys caught up with Spo yesterday. What did they talk about? Well, they talked about a lot of things, like his vision when he first met Pat Riley, the discussion that was held, Miami's new chapter, ideas on the starters and the rotation going forward, what Udonis means to the Heat, Justice Winslow, positionless, and relationship with Riley. Yesterday, the show, we all went down to Heat Media Day, spoke to a bunch of the players, but we also had a couple minutes to, t uh, to speak with Coach Spolstra. And here's us yesterday speaking with Eric Spolstra, the head coach of the Miami Heat. And joining us here from uh, Heat Media Day, the head coach, Eric Spolstra, coach. A lot of things going on before we get to basketball. One and another one on the way. Congratulations with that. New contract. Things are good, man, going into this season. Good for you. Yeah, thanks, Joe. I mean, I guess uh, I'm still working. You're still working. We're still going, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like your situation a little better than mine. Keep a little stronger. Them. You know what I right. used to love about this? I used to do my contract extensions and no one knew. It didn't yeah. make the news and it's just a different world now. I've had to adjust. not my comfort zone, but yeah. uh, that doesn't take away from the fact that I'm, I feel very fortunate to be part of an organization like this. First class. You know, I think about it every single day. I really do. Uh, when Mickey and Pat first met uh, to put together an organization like this that would be respected worldwide. Uh, they started out in the Miami Arena and a practice uh, facility up in Palmetto to have a vision of creating a, a beautiful arena, state-of-the-art, on the bay, and to be able to create a culture of winning uh, of an organization that would compete for championships and have a defined culture that uh, you can hang your hat on is something that uh, I believe in. Um, and I take it very seriously that I'm one of the caretakers um, to keep this thing going and, and to uh, you know put together a team that this city uh, can be proud of and, and have the success that we're accustomed to seeing as well. Don't forget about the parade down Biscayne that Pat said also in that first press conference, and he did it three times. Isn't yeah. that unbelievable? Right? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of the great visionaries uh, in, this, in this profession, and that's why I love uh, working for him. Um, he drives you, you know, to be... Uh, uh, your best and, and to think bigger um, and you know that's what he's done he and Mickey with this organization and, and we never stop we never no matter what people are, are thinking on the outside and it doesn't matter uh, that's what we're, we're driving for that's what we're competing for we think we have a group that can compete you know for a title this year um, and it just feels like a natural turning of the page to a new chapter of Miami Heat life. And we're excited about it. It's, it's just got a, it has a good feeling to it going into camp tomorrow. I was going to say, adding Jimmy Butler, one of the better players in the NBA, along with this group that's been with you and some other pieces that you've added. How do you look at this group? And as you go into it, what's the goal besides winning for you right now with this group? Well, we have to put this group uh, together. I mean, obviously, the, the big piece was Jimmy. You know, you need talent in this league to compete at the highest level, um, but you can't do it on your own. Mm-hmm. You have to put together a group that somehow can come together and bring something more out of each other than what they can do by themselves. And and getting a group to really fully embrace that and understand that is is why I'm in this business. That's what I like. That's what my job is. And we're excited about starting that process tomorrow. You got a pretty good idea right now because you got some veteran guys. You have a first round pick to impress everybody in, in summer league on. Who who will start and who comes off the bench or a lot of that stuff still open yeah i have an idea but uh that's still going to have to be determined people guys are gonna have to fight for it uh and we're going to have to strike that balance of of really competing against each other you know iron sharpening iron Mm -hmm. uh, and earning spots and then at the same time when when those spots are uh determined that we have to come together and it has to be about the team has to be about uh impacting winning and that takes time and you have to go through things together. But we like the mix that we have, and, and we like the possibilities. Coach, I think it's possible last year at this exact moment we asked you about Dwayne Wade in the last dance and what it was going to be like for you to have that front row seat this whole season. And now, I don't know if it is or not, but Udonis is here for another year. We were talking about him on the show this whole week or whenever about what he means to this organization. Maybe not the 20-minute-a-night guy, maybe not this, maybe not the score, but just what he means to this team, this organization, the locker room, and to you in general. Can you just talk a little bit about Udonis. Yeah, he means everything, uh, you know, to me because he's always been, you know, the backbone. He's always been the picture. Everybody knows what the Miami Heat culture is. We can define it: hardest working, best condition, most professional. We know it. If you want to quickly explain it to somebody else, you just show them a picture of Udonis Haslam. And what I really like where he is uh, right now in his career, he is first and foremost a player. He is not a staff member uh, on my staff. Um, 
He's not a conduit. He is not an in-between. He is a player. But where I really like where he is right now is he's put so much blood, sweat, and tears into this Miami culture and creating this legacy, you know, along with the other greats that have worn those, those Miami Heat jerseys, uh, that he wants to make sure that this next chapter of Miami Heat guys mm-hmm. and the culture is going in the right direction. And he knows the best way for him to do that is inside that locker room. But he sees opportunities uh, to really help develop that leadership with Justice Winslow and Bam and so forth. And I just love that. That's, that's the true essence of greatness, I think, is when you're really giving and impacting to other people. Justice Winslow, speaking of, which you're just talking about, how do you see him? What positions do you see him playing with this group with your veteran guards and everything coming back healthy? Yeah, to me, he absolutely has to be all over the floor. And that's why I call it positionless. That's why I don't want to limit him to an archaic term or position because mainly that's that's uh, jargon from years ago. Uh, but he's at his best version when he's impacting the game on all levels. And that's on both sides of the floor. It's across the, the, the box score. Uh, and even more so this year, it'll be with his leadership and his voice and, and knowing what uh, the expectations are of the Miami Heat culture. I get this question a lot. I, I've been dying to share this with you. You and Pat have been together for forever, and obviously relationship changes as you have more success and, and things a little bit, I guess. People always ask me, how often do you guys meet? And, you know, when something happens and, well, they'll be getting together. How often and what is the relationship like with you and Pat? You know, you get that question. I get that question all the time, and everybody's expecting it to be these uh, these signature moments. Mm. You go <laughs> in his office and he just gives you the lesson of the day. Uh, that's not how it works in this building. Uh, he's around all the time, so mm-hmm. we bump into each other literally several times during the course of a day and night uh, you know I'm texting him or we'll call sometimes you know on the way up to his office my office is right there his old office so a lot of times he'll just walk through and sit down for a few minutes and um, you know it's not scripted it's uh, it's sometimes just to just to say how's your family Mm -hmm. doing Uh, there's nothing really dramatic about it but I I love it Um, you know he's one of the the great visionaries um, pro sports and I just feel very blessed I've had to work for uh, a Hall of Fame guy like that that also believes in continuity and stability and and uh, believes in you to to grow you know to fail and and get better and and grow into something better and you know I just I'm, I'm very grateful that I understand how rare it is in this in this league coach one more before we let you go what's it like working for an organization that there's a lot of teams all the sports all the four major sports or five major sports that have to rebuild have to put stuff back together have to uh, do what they can to get better it just seems like every year here one or two moves and you're right back into playoff contention or right back into the contention of every year competing and being that team what's it like working for an organization like that too that that really has fans deserving they should have a winning winning team every year yeah and that's the standard and the expectations that the Arison family and and Pat really have created uh, you know the culture is always there yeah the staff members are always there and there's always a couple holdovers of players that help you fast track that culture uh, and it doesn't really matter it's irrelevant whatever your culture may be you just have to believe in it and then you have to have the corporate knowledge within these buildings to be able to execute it so when we've had to quote unquote uh, rebuild or reset or recalibrate whatever however you want to term it there's a lot of us that understand you know what it takes and and how to get it going uh, you know in the direction a little bit quicker than if you're having to do the whole thing over again while you're introducing yourself to people coach I know it's another crazy offseason in the NBA where does this one stack up compared to some of the other offseasons and maybe some of the moves that really stood out to you 
maybe out in the Eastern and Western conferences? I think the league is just changing, you know, uh, without getting into specifics, you mm-hmm. know, because I go on these sabbaticals, or mini sabbaticals, I call them in the offseason, but I, I like to visit uh, NFL teams and college football uh, teams um, just because it's different. And But the leadership and the management is the same. But I, I, I'm really fascinated by that. And, you know, and visiting all these NFL teams over the years, that's the landscape they've always lived in, or at least uh, recently. The NBA has not been like that, but it's trending in that direction when there's a lot more turnover and a lot more change year to year and you have to be able to adapt i see opportunity with that so yes this summer there was more movement than there's ever been in the league um adapt or die Uh, you know there's a lot of teams that have changed and that's why i think all the narratives are it's crazy if you're not going to put your name your team in the mix because who's to say uh anybody has the the right to win a championship you don't ever know until you actually get there and uh, I'm programmed to always think that the team that won it should be the team that's defending. Just based on narratives that are out there, there's probably seven or eight teams that people are saying that are better than uh, Toronto. And if I were them, I'd be super angry. But, you know, <laughs> right. with, with us, I just think, think it's a great opportunity. Eric Spolstro, one of the best in the game. And hopefully the Heat can be the beast in the East. And my Pelicans can be the best in the West, and they can meet up in the NBA Finals, and I don't know who to cheer for, although today is Jersey Tuesday here at the radio station, and I am wearing my brand-new Zion Williamson jersey. But next week, I will wear my Justice Winslow jersey. Equal time. Equal time. Dan Levitard, always given equal time. Up next, he's talking pooping. That's true. Hold tight. It's the best of the Joe Show. The best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. How do you do? I'm waiting for you to say you're doing good. No, you don't have to say that. I really can't hear you. Nonetheless, I'm Dan Day. You can follow me on Twitter, and I will read what you say and probably respond at Dan Day Radio. If you can't spell Dan Day and radio, you probably shouldn't be on Twitter. Now, if you can spell Dan, you should be listening to Dan Lebitard, a Miami legend, weekdays right here, 10 to 1 on 560 to Joe, as promised. He'll get to pooping. He's going to talk about pooping. He's also got a useless sound montage. And we've even got another little layer of Louisiana in here. I'm not just Louisiana. I'm not just talking about the Pelicans earlier in the heat. Coach O! Yo, oh, 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 oh. They tell some Coach O stories. Coach O used to coach in Miami, so he's got that Louisiana-Miami tie, kind of like me, kind of like you, all together, right here. You know, we're a good football team. Lost to another good football team today. There were a bunch of great plays made in this game, a couple bad plays by each team made in this game. Whether we win 45-40 to 40 or 45-3 to 3 or whatever it was, say 16-10, they all count the same. It's hot out there. You know, we're, we're just competing. I'm on it. Um, I'm just upset I lost my hearing. I can't get into all the things that we're still not doing well, and yet we're doing enough to win some of these close games, and that's encouraging. I thought Kyler did great. You know, he's, he's, he's quick as a cat. He really moved. He's makes some special throws. They were undefeated coming into this game, so were we. Somebody was going to have to lose. Uh, he stepped in with a heavy load and did, a, and did a really nice job. You know, we're working our tail off. Wherever we start, we start. At the end of the day, you got to look yourself in the mirror. I mean, I was ecstatic that we, that we scored. I'm always happy when we score. As we move forward, there's going to be ups and downs. He just wants to win. He wants to see this team have the trajectory that it has the capable of having. You know what I mean? I just can't make heads or tails of it. It was a hard-fought game, obviously uh, one that came down to the ball. Not only is he a quick learner, but he's a fast thinker. Pringle was about two inches away from getting a potato chip commercial, so he was real close here. I know our guys are hungry. They're great guys. They want to play well. They want to do well. 
They're going to work hard at it. We're going to coach hard at it. And we're not going to give up. We're not going to quit. The best part about it, it was all us. I think that's the, the best part about this. What is it? The silver lining, that's what people say. We can go fast. We can go regular tempo. We can go slow. We can huddle. We don't go no huddle. It just depends on what we want to do. There's a lot of reasons to uh, fold your tent. I think just to win is, you know, a good feeling. And to win at home is, is, a, is a great feeling. It could very well be a week or it could be two weeks. It could be three weeks. It could be four weeks. It could be six weeks. We lost our right guard probably for the season today. Trent Brown disappeared. Our Z receiver uh, is a guy I just met, Trevor Davis. Take what they give you. You'll never go broke taking a profit. Uh, a lot of things that uh, we got to look at and get figured out, uh, get fixed, and that's exactly what we'll do. So I think our guys came out very focused about doing your job, doing your 111th on offense, defense, and special team. It's about believing in each other and just being who we are and then letting that, everything kind of fall in line when you ever you follow those footsteps. There's a couple plays that should have been even bigger plays, to be honest with you. You know, certain coverages they played, certain things, certain looks. There's a lot of meat on that bone out there. Uh, dog that poop fast don't poop for long, man. <laughs> did we ever figure out what he meant by that? Khalil Mack, what did he mean by the dog that poops fast doesn't poop for long? <laughs> he didn't know what he meant. What's confusing about it? If, well, you know. If you poop fast, you don't. it doesn't take a long time. Yeah. Right, and sometimes pooping does take a long time, and the result is the same, poop. So if you're going to poop, poop fast because you're not there for long. But what does it have to do with uh, Bears Viking? That's the question. And who was the poop? Was it Kirk Cousins? Yeah, yeah. I prefer a longer poop. No, no, no. I prefer to be on the toilet a long time. I want to get the poop done within the first couple minutes. Then what do you do? Wait a minute, what? Just relax. Put it on the pole. There are plenty of places in your house to relax and not be nude and sitting near feces. Yeah, you're not married yet. Exactly. (laughs) With with kids. (laughs) Okay, put it on the pole. Do you prefer a long poop? You'll be spending your entire week in the bathroom. All right. Hey, ma- hey, married guy. Hey, married guy. Make it the question. Hey, married guy. Do you prefer a longer poop? When we're talking about anything, if I tell you, hey, I've got some Ed Orgeron stories, everything needs to stop and we need to follow that path, correct? Yeah, it's a rule. Yes. Yep. Uh, the swamp monster who coaches LSU, there is an oral history on him in The Athletic. And I'm not even going to tell you the players who are saying these things, but they talked to a bunch of different people who have played for Orgeron, and here we go. You have a password? Um, I'm just going to read to you some of the highlights. Did so someone lent you their password? Uh, somebody sent me uh, this because they were laughing, as we like to do, with Ed Orgeron's general Cajun swamp monster behavior. <laughs> uh, so Cole Tracy asks, have you ever heard the Red Bull story? Basically, he smashes a Red Bull on his head. Now, before we get to that, we should tell you that we talked to Ed Orgeron, and he floored us a little bit with his sheer consumption of energy drinks. How many Monster Energy drinks do you drink a day? You know, when, when I'm drinking them, man, I, I may go eight to ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Ed. Good Lord, Ed! Eight to ten. Ed, Ed, That's dangerous. Ed, right? your face is going to explode. <laughs> yeah, look, if, if we're going to do something here at LSU, we do it full speed, my man. Okay, and very good. And so uh, here's some more oral history. He's got this thing he does about getting your hands up and getting ready to fight before every game. He's like, get your hands up, be ready to fight. Be ready to take a lick in the face. And every single Saturday in his pregame speech, he punches himself in the face. Hard as bleep. Another little quirky thing Coach 
O likes to do, sometimes to hammer his point across, he won't say anything, but he'll just look at the room and put on a little mean face. He'll flex a little bit, and then he'll just punch himself in the jaw and then flex again. There have been plenty of other times in the regular midweek meeting. He just growls and says, we've got to set up our jaws, and then just smokes himself on the chin. Ah, wow. <laughs> My senior year bowl game, we're playing on 11 a.m. or noon game Citrus Bowl. Coach O walked up in front of the room, guys were talking, and you just hear it go quiet. He's just standing there, and everywhere is looking at him, and he just punched himself in the face everybody was like whoa and then he did it again he said you've got to punch them in the mouth and just started hitting himself we honestly thought he broke his jaw i'd have had a broken jaw the way he was punching himself this was not a sissy punch this was a full-blown haymaker that he threw on himself it was bizarre, but at the same time, you were like, wow, this guy really is about all that action. You want more stories? One time, he knocked his false tooth out. <laughs> he just straight up jacked himself in the jaw and spit his tooth out and kept talking. It was like, holy bleep, did that just happen? He's just steady talking, and we're looking at the tooth on the floor like, wait, what? If we're going to do something here at LSU, we do it full speed, my man. He backs up his actions with uh, his words with actions. Like, a lot of players probably sit there, Dan, and they're thinking to themselves, how about you punch someone in the mouth? Although, You're telling me to do it, and then he does. He punches himself in the mouth. Although for him, it might be necessary to often back up his words with acts so people could understand. <laughs> I would be more impressed if he literally ran through a brick wall. Why do you need to be more impressed? Because that would be the ultimate. You know, well, he hasn't, I would, read, he hasn't I would, read the full article. It's probably in there. It probably, yeah, yeah, I would run yeah. through oh, a look, brick wall Seth, for that guy. Seth Newsom, Seth Newsom says, there was this one time Ed Orgeron literally ran through a brick wall. <laughs> Coach O and the Tigers have seemed superhuman this season. I'm hoping for a national championship. I'm also keeping an eye on the Canes. Love those guys also. They look to get up winning percentage for the season this weekend when they play Virginia Tech, that 3-2 and two start. Hopefully it's all downhill from here. Kickoff going to be 3.30. Of course, you can listen to the pregame, the postgame, the whole game right here on 560 The Joe. Up next, Stephen A. Smith talking athletes and weed. Why wouldn't you stick around? It's the best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hopefully you're doing well. I'm Dan Day. Let me remind you, you can download this show or any of the show's podcasts that you hear on 560 The Joe by going to our website, wqam.com, downloading the radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for it and get it absolutely free. Stephen A. Smith, he's got something to say about athletes and weed. Doesn't everybody, but can everybody articulate like Mr. Stephen A? I think not. That's why we must hear from him now. I came into my office this morning and uh, I was greeted by my social media guy who informed me, alerted me, and then showed me a video of former NBA player Matt Barnes talking about me. Matt Barnes has been in the NBA for Several years, several teams, retired from basketball, at least for the time being. Um, obviously, not obviously, but he's about to start a podcast for Showtime. Actually, congratulations to him. It's with my man, Steven Jackson. You can see him on ESPN sometimes. Sometimes you can see him on FS1, giving basketball analysis. By the way, let me say this. Pretty damn good. I actually wish we had Steven Jackson on the show on ESPN more. That's a note, a tip to executives at ESPN. You know, Steven Jackson, call a brother. Knows a thing or two about the NBA. Rachel Nichols has him on her show to jump sometimes. Brother know what he's talking about now. And he's real. Well, him and Matt Barnes starting a podcast together. And they obviously um, were doing this podcast about to be on Showtime. Matt Barnes specifically has taken issue with my position about weed. Listen to what Matt Barnes went on social media and said about moi. 
Stephen A., uh, first and foremost, I want to say, man, I respect you a lot and appreciate what you've done for basketball, but sports in general, with uh, the way you bring people news. But I got to say, man, I'm really bothered by your stance on cannabis and your lack of knowledge of cannabis and the betrayals you put out into the media, considering your platform is so big that people really listen and follow behind you. But uh, on this subject, you have very little knowledge and you continue to make a mockery out of something that a lot of us take very serious and, and really depend on and know the benefits and how, uh, how much you can really help not only athletes, but everyone from our grandparents to, to children. So with that said, I'm launching my podcast with Stephen Jackson, All the Smoke, uh, next month for Showtime. And we'd like to fly you out to have an educated conversation slash debate about it and put all the shit to bed. Let me know what's up. That was Matt Barnes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, let me remind you who Matt Barnes is. Matt Barnes is a former NBA player. He's 39 years of age. I didn't hear about the retirement, but I'm assuming he's retiring. He played for various teams throughout his NBA career. Played for the Clippers, played for the Sacramento Kings, played for the New York Knicks, played for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, played for the Golden State Warriors, the Phoenix Suns, the Orlando Magic, the Lakers, the Clippers again, and then Memphis. And then in 2016, 2017, Sacramento and Golden State as well. So that's... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams. Seven, nine, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Nine teams over 16 years. There are those of you that no doubt heard that. There are those of you, no doubt, who saw that on social media. And you expect me to come back at Matt Barnes. Let me assure you of something. That ain't going to happen. I got very, very bad news for you. I love Matt Barnes. And I love Steven Jackson. I love both of those brothers. We ain't talking about points, ability, or whatever, even though both of them could play and, and, and Steven Jackson's a champion. We ain't talking about none of that. I'm going to tell you why I love them. They're as real as it gets. Ain't a phony bone in their body. I want everybody to understand that that video and that sound that I just played on this radio show, that Matt Bond said on social media, I found zero, absolutely nothing, disrespectful about what he had to say. He's absolutely right. I am ill-informed about weed, cannabis. I am. Facts. Facts. Totally ill-informed about it. That's not my position. My position is against recreational use of weed, not for medicinal purposes, but I'm not going to elaborate on that too much today. I don't blame Matt Vaughn. Obviously, it's a serious subject to him. It's a serious subject to Steven Jackson. It's a serious subject to a lot of NBA players and professional athletes out there who are investing in the cannabis business, by the way. It's become very, very profitable for some people. I remember reading something about Al Harrington, former NBA player. Uh, it's very profitable to him. Nate Burleson, I got to double check. I think he's got investment in, in, in one of the companies. I'm not sure about that, but listen, it's not a joke to them. So Matt Barnes taking offense to something that I say. Now, I got my own position to, to defend, but I want to make sure that I emphasize to everybody I got nothing but respect for where he's coming from. And if Steven Jackson feels the same way, I got nothing. Those are two brothers that could come up to me and say to me, Stephen A., we need to talk to you. We think you got something wrong. And even though I listen to most people, I damn sure am going to listen to them. I got mad love and respect for both of them. We all go back a long ways. And me as an NBA reporter covering those dudes, they have never lied to me, ever.
Anytime I've spoken to them, I've gotten nothing but truth and realness and total fairness and authenticity from the both of them. From the both of them. They are as real as it gets, and they good with me. The only reason I bring this up is because of the issue of, of my issue about weed and athletes. And number two, because Matt Barnes invited me on his podcast. Now, just so you know, I work for ESPN, and so they said it's going to be showtime. I have to get permission just in the interest of full disclosure. I cannot do the interview without ESPN's permission. But if ESPN says yeah, and I'm going to encourage them to do so, it would be my honor and privilege to show up for that interview. Number one, because I'll be talking to two dudes that are like brothers to me. And number two, because I think it's a subject worthy of discussion. Because the one thing that does get lost in the suffer, we see cats tatted up and you know what? They hardcore and stuff. They come from the streets and everybody all, all automatically thinks that they're devoid of intelligence. Those two brothers are smart as hell. They're thinkers. They're smart. They know how to articulate their thoughts. They speak logically about things. They speak factually about things. And even when they disagree with you, they got a perspective that you got to respect. My response is, so do I. So I'm hopeful. First of all, we're going to talk. The three of us going to talk anyway. Because like I told you, I got love for them. But the other side to all of this is that I'm going to ask if I could come on that podcast. Because Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson... I would love to come on as a guest. And I appreciate the invite. And there's another thing. See, this is kind of stuff. This, this is another thing that y'all need to realize about realness. There's a whole bunch of people out there in social media and beyond. Some cats got shows and all of this other stuff. And they chirp, chirp, chirp behind your back. That ain't Matt Barnes. That ain't Steven Jackson. If you know anything about them, they don't roll like that. That's not who they are. They got an issue with me, what they do. They reached out. Come on, let's do this. I respect that. I wish more people did that. I wish more of these athletes in football and basketball. Invite me. You got a problem with what I said? Do what Matt Barnes and Steven Jack. Invite me. That's And I'm only telling y'all that because I want to come on. I want to accept the invite. I just can't do it without ESPN's okay because it's a different network. So the business of networks and all of that stuff is something that you have to pay attention to. That's what I have to do. That's what I have to deal with. But I wanted the world to know they invited me, and I want them to know and the world to know I am more than happy to come on and have this discussion, Matt Barnes. You will be hearing from me very, very shortly. And I hope I can come on, bro. I appreciate the invite. Nothing but love for you, man. Nothing but love for you. Weed, always a very controversial topic. Stephen A. Smith, never afraid to weigh in. Of course, everybody seems to kind of weigh in on that topic, but nobody can articulate it like Stephen A. Smith. And you can hear him articulate his arguments for a lot of things in the sports world right here, 560 The Joe WQAM weekdays from 1 to 3. I am Dan Day, no relation to any of the days of the week, at least not that I know of, although I do really like Fridays and Saturdays. But this one's been fun, too. Tuesdays are good. Every Tuesday night around 9 o'clock, I head out to Duffy's Implantation on University and host Trivia Night. So if you get the chance, come join us. We'll have some beers. I'll call it some trivia. You might even win some Duffy's gift cards. Of course, if you want to hear more of the podcast of any of the shows on this radio station, very simple and very free to go out there and download. All you have to do, download WQAM.com, download the radio.com app, or you can simply go wherever you get your podcast and hit that download button. Boom. You've got everything you need. And hopefully we've given you everything you need today. Joe Rose talking to Spo, Dan Levitar talking about pooping, Stephen A. Smith talking about weed. Tomorrow is a Hawkman hump day, meaning we're going to hear from our friends Mark Hawkman, Channing Crowder, that you can listen to on this radio station from 3 to 6. Remember to give me a follow on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio, and then just take it easy. You've done enough for yourself today. 
Get ready to get over the hump tomorrow, 6 o'clock, right here with the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.